Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle, and you're with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 567 for comics originally releasing sometime in April, but probably never, because who knows when comics will ever be out again. Drew, how's your quarantine going? How's the life? And what have you been doing to keep up with the everyday? Well, um, I've just, I've just been kind of working my way through my backlog. Didn't really have a any any April 1st comics come out this week. Um, so I've just been working my way through the stuff that was stacking up on my end stand there. And, you know, I have a bunch of digitals that have stacked up that I haven't read. Um, you know, so it's nice. It's actually a nice little breather. I mean, I feel bad that there are no comics coming out, but. Been, I, I have been able to catch up. Now you've been pivoting. Uh, you've been doing some gaming this week, right? Lots of video games, lots of old things, lots of things from the past. So it's been a combination of uh, running through the achievement list on Final Fantasy VII before the remake comes out in a couple weeks. Even though I boycotted the remake that comes out in a couple weeks because it's not necessarily what I want. Um, and then. Today, a bunch of Deadpool stuff hit in Fortnite, so me and the kid uh, hit level 100 in the new Battle Pass and unlocked Deadpool and ran around and shot people with Deadpool uh, in Fortnite and stuff like that. You know, the usual fun stuff you do. So a lot of lot more video game stuff than anything uh, has been my bag and my jam for the past week. Uh, a few more Borderlands. Borderlands is throwing out some free stuff, Borderlands 3, so I'm back messing around in there a little bit. Um, probably me and the kid are going to go through uh, some Gears of War stuff next week. So, you know, just trying to have some fun with it. And what would you say your, um, breakdown is like, like old school games, nostalgia type, nostalgic type games. Do you like those 50% and like brand new stuff, 50% or is it like 70, 30? What would you think your breakdown is? Um, I play most of the new stuff that come, a lot of the new stuff that comes out. But you know, once a year I go, I run back through Final Fantasy VI, and once a year I play Link to the Past and stuff like that. So I've got my staples that I always got to run through my old games that I still super run and love through. Like me and the son will sit down and we'll plug in the Nintendo Classic and play NBA Jam for a while or NHL '94 <laughs> things that he's like, "Why are we doing this?" And I just say, "Shut up and play." <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But so yeah, I'm 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 always attached to the old school and the, the previous stuff and current you know, barking at the current generation. But that being said, you know, when Resident Evil three remake drops next week or whatnot, even though I own two copies of the previous one on other generations, I'll buy and play through that as well. Now wasn't it Resident Evil four that was the cool one for was that sixty four or no that GameCube. one came out for the GameCube Resident GameCube. Evil four originally came out for GameCube when it came out it was exclusive to GameCube would never go to any other platform yada 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 immediately went to the PS two but yeah uh, that was the big one is four so that's the big one I can't wait for the remake but but three is was like a a first person shooter type game well they're all kind of tank controlled third person shooters so the the big thing about when you played them at the time, in order to make them more survival horror-y, um, they were kind of an over-the-shoulder, very menacing camera angle. Couldn't see everything in the room, especially the first one, because they'd like park the camera in the corner just to make things more ominous, so where you'd hear a zombie but could never see it or where it was coming from kind of thing. Uh. Um, so what they're doing now is they're porting them all into really good engines with better firing mechanics and like really squishy zombies and stuff, and then re-releasing them. Which is pretty cool. 
But, you know, 4 was my favorite, man. 4 was so good when it came out. I played through that game so many times. So, as we buzz through all the uh, other remakes, it's mostly just me going, alright, come on, 4 should be next. Let's get to 4. Let's 4. Let's do it 4. I want to see 4. So, yeah, that one you, was awesome. We, so, when you play a remake of a game that you played 15, 20, 30 years ago, I mean, do you, like, remember all the beats? Or is it like, do they do they change it up? No, they, it's all the same. It's for the like same two, when they did the remake for two, and then I assume the remake for three. A lot of it's the exact same. Like uh, when playing two, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this for this quest. This oh, I remember this is over here. I'm, you're always out of ammo here. Blah blah blah. Here's your enemy here. So that stuff was all the same. But putting it with better mechanics, even when they read like they redid Resident Evil One 15 years ago. And made it way better. And, like, they changed a couple things. Like, they added crimson zombies, stuff that comes back from the dead and attacks you. Uh, so they added a few little wrinkles in there. But for the most part, it's just a drop-in new current system repeat thing. What type of games do they remake? Is it just anything that had a cult following or was a huge success a long time ago that this generation might not have been able to play through? Yeah, that seems to be the newest thing that they're doing is like, like I said here, next week Final Fantasy VII comes out. And what they're doing is they're taking a turn-based RPG that you and I played back in 1998 or whatnot, and they're dropping it in a new engine, and since the current generation doesn't have the patience for turn-based gaming, <laughs> they've turned it into, it's, I swear, they've turned it into a more action game where you're still running around the screen and you still kind of have a, a weight window that grows as you do things to do some of your special attacks, but it's just a much more action-based sequence, so a lot of more things are going on and you're switching characters and stuff. But, like, it's supposed to be the exact same game with the ex almost the exact same beats. You know, same enemies, same bosses, except for the game that we played in 1998 for X amount of dollars. <laughs> you're now paying $60 for the first part of the game because they split the game into two parts because they're making it so graphical he graphically heavy that it's taking so long to make wow yeah and so this it's is basically weird is this just rpg well no because resident evil isn't a rpg does it have, well, it's it have a story horror. element to it did it yeah, have a story element they all link together with wesker and you know very weird for the times that we're currently in because this biological corporation that creates this virus that infects things and creates zombies out of oh it. Oh, God. And then certain <laughs> police officers that try to take down this corporation. But this corporation's so, you know, dug into everything in everyday society that it's so hard to, to root it out. Nobody believes you because everybody's, at, in the end, working for this evil corporation. But that's no. the type of game they're like. Like they're not going to take Mega Man and something and, and reboot that, are they? That well, they're continuing to iterate on Mega Man because Mega Man Eleven came out last year. Oh, so they're on eleven oh, still... of the original series, and they're on so ten he... of the Mega Man X series. So they're continuing so continue to, do to do those, and yeah, they're just doing like, sequels. hey, cool. Here's here's nine more Robot Masters. Here's the same thing you lo know and love with a little better graphics and stuff like that. So they just continue to do sequels, but they don't go back and reboot those because there wasn't They repackage them. So Capcom's like, hey, here's the first six X-Men in one bundle for 20 bucks. Here, you can play them all at once. So they're repackaging them and re-releasing them for current consoles. So Man. like, if you, if you boot up my, my Xbox or my PC, it's a bunch of 
new versions of old games. I mean, comics and video games are so closely... And, and movies, because like we're, we're just rebooting old movies, we're rebooting old video games, we're rebooting old shows. But like with shows, even like me, like I got caught up because um, Zach Braff and Donald Faison came out with a podcast and they were talking about Scrubs. And I was like, oh, cool. So now, without even trying, I'm 14 <laughs> episodes deep in starting Scrubs over. I don't want to start Scrubs over, but I did. <laughs> I started The Office over again. It's gotta you be started like AC, third. exactly. Got to be the third or fourth time I've done that. I don't know what's wrong with me. I gotta stop. <laughs> gotta stop. But it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to stop. So essentially, with this quarantine, I have essentially put a pause in 2020 in general and just been like, I'm just going back to happier times and just <laughs> just do that, and then we'll come back and unpause 2020 when it, it seems worth it. <laughs> yeah, maybe like Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching um, the Netflix season of the series. It didn't. I guess it didn't catch on from 2018 called Everything Sucks, mm-hmm. and um, it was like your era of high school and music. Uh, it, I well, the music I remember, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like it was mid to late 90s era, and I was like loving the nostalgia. The show was okay, but I was loving the nostalgia button. That it was pushing, so it was it was good stuff. That's cool because uh, me and a buddy at work, we've been forcing each other's music on each other. Oh yeah. Because I was never a metalhead early. Like I got into to more metal and hard rock later, but I was into the the weird punk scene and the the weird odd scene early in my high school and college days. So we've been each picking three albums to make the that the other person hasn't listened to and give to. Uh, and I've been going through some of my nostalgic '90s stuff to force some stuff on him. It's been That's quite awesome. fun, and he's That's... giving me some of the the metal albums I n- didn't listen to and the bands that I didn't care. And I'm like, I was never into Iron Maiden. He's like, here's the Maiden album you have to listen to. And I'm like, fine. And he's like, oh, you didn't listen to this weird Norwegian metal band? Try that. <laughs> kind of oh, that's a, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I would do that. <laughs> and I'm giving him. I'm like, you, dude. This is the classic 311 album that Kyle rocked it in the 90s. You gotta try it. <laughs> Well, the, the like the the dude in this show that does the morning um, announcements at the high school had your haircut from high school. Oh, part in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looked. And I was like, oh, that's dope. That's obnoxiously gosh. like a penis, but I for some odd reason never realized it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, your your haircut. I was like, oh, that's my brother. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna talk about your senior haircut. No, no, we don't need to talk about mullets. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear. Speaking about of mullets. mullets, did you get any farther in Tiger King? I did. I ended up finishing it, and um, it, yeah, it was a little wackadoodle. Yeah, it was, I, I just I love it. when we talked at, after uh, episode one, and you're like, "We live in southeastern Ohio. This none of this is that crazy." Honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they started kind of like unre- unrolling, like unpacking like new and crazier things mm-hmm. over each each episode. I was like, oh okay. That's a little more extreme. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just guns, trucks and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, we've seen yeah. that before. Yeah. I mean maybe not tigers, but other wild animals for sure. Well, I mean we're we were hop skipping a jump from the Zanesville incident that was that's in the, true. the first episode. Yep, that's true. <laughs> So yeah, you know, it crazy times. Uh but yeah, we're staying we're staying in, staying away from people. It is weird, you know, like 
seeing people and kind of like waving across, but not talking, not not going over to talk to them like closely. Yeah. Staying, staying, like maybe talking across a, a street or something. It's it's really weird. Yeah, getting giving people the stink eye when they, when they're within your six feet. Yeah, and they're not paying attention. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> or like, you know, if you if you do go to the grocery store and there's like three people in an aisle, just skip that aisle. <laughs> Don't even go down that aisle. That that's weird. Uh, that's, that's what I do now. It very strange <laughs> uh, that's funny anyway back yeah whereas to... i'm the opposite where i'm you know on, on the retail with people that don't care and they're just like in my face for no reason and i'm like go away seriously and then i i spent a uh, uh, friday or yesterday thursday putting up like the acrylic sneeze guards at some of the registers just to kind of keep a bigger distance between people and ourselves you, you have one on for where you are too yeah good Yep. Good. That's cool. So it's I, just I've like seen... place your money in the hole. I will spray it, spray it twice with Lysol, place it in my register, and then it will go from there. <laughs> How about credit only? I don't want your a lot of bills. Yeah, exactly. A lot of places are going to that, but no, people still hand me moist money. Oh, that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> Let's see if there's any kind of comic stuff we can talk about this week. Um, sure. <laughs> so this week had some. Had some some downer news a little bit. Um, originally, DC was going to do digital releases um, April first, and then then they decided that they weren't going to do digital releases of stuff that would be in print in the comic book shop. If they couldn't they couldn't ship them to the comic book shop, they weren't going to do any of those digitally. But they were going to still release their. Um, their digital first items. And I think they have, um, I think that stuff did, did come out this week. If I, there was like a new Batman, uh, the adventure continues, I think it was called that mm-hmm. came out on the first. So there was that and a couple of the other, um, digital first came out. Uh, Marvel's not releasing any titles at all this week. Um, but they reserve the right to change their mind in the future. Um, and then, uh, we've heard we heard from Diamond that not only are they not shipping anything uh, of the first or the eighth, and maybe later, uh, they are having cash flow problems and have halted payments to their vendors. So I don't know if that's changed recently, but that's, that was kind of the stuff that I heard the last few yeah, days. Yeah, because we were reading some stuff about you know some of these publishers might just go direct mail, and then Eric was saying, well. The other thing is, the stuff for the 1st and the 8th is sitting at Diamond right now. So yeah. you can't really direct mail stuff that's already sitting there, and you can't go around it because they're kind of locked in limbo. You probably can't go pick your stuff up. Yeah. it's you're Yeah, you're kind of stuck. Um, so since it's already shipped there from the publisher to Diamond, and Diamond's decided not to distribute it, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, the other thing you can do is just do digital distribution. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there seems to be some hesitancy on that. Uh, we saw uh, Bad Idea Comics uh, has uh, stepped up their production of comics, but not not distributed them. They have halted their distribution of their new comics, um, but they're trying to step up the production so that when when the time comes, they can roll out more things, which is good. So they're continuing to create behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then they um, 
have shipped $25,000 to their initial first wave of stores that were going to be the distributors uh, for this month and next month. Um, so it was like a short list of 50, I think, maybe 100, I can't remember. So they're going to ship the, send them money uh, out of a fund to tie them over until hopefully they can become their distributor distributing stores again, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. And then D- and then DC stepped up today and um, is allocating $250,000 to stores. So that's probably like 100 bucks a store. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, better than nothing. Better than nothing. That's my, no, that's 1000 bucks a store, right? Um, I, no, I, I no, did not know no. there would be math. No, there's twenty. If there's twenty five hundred stores, we in two hundred fifty thousand. That is, yeah, ten. Yeah, it would be a hundred bucks a store. <laughs> Eleven dollars per store. So what? You know, Midtown's going to get their check for a hundred bucks from DC. Be like, what? <laughs> what are we going to do with that? To, to pay, pay the light bill for twenty five minutes. But yeah, hopefully. You know, this first wave of stimulus money can help prop up some of the stores mm-hmm. uh, from a uh, loan and payroll pre- preservation standpoint. And then hopefully those, if, if the employees at said stores, you know, were relying on that for income, that they'll, they can get propped up for a couple of weeks with some of those some of the programs that's come that's coming out. I mean, I hope. Mm-hmm. And then Christ, can can we get some good news towards <laughs> in the next couple of weeks? You know, um, no so, promises, sir. No promises. <laughs> no promises. So yeah. Anyway, what what I thought we'd do is we go back. We go we're gonna go back in time and look at the uh, February previews for April releases. And kind of look at some of the titles that are scheduled to come out this month um, that, that aren't coming out this week, but may come out in future weeks, either digitally mm-hmm. or uh, in print or elsewhere um, down the road. Uh, hopefully in a couple weeks. Hopefully no more than a month away. I I don't know. Um, but I thought we'd just start uh, in the previews. Um, February catalog. Take a look at some of the early publishers. Break it up over the next couple of episodes and chat about some of these things that will be coming out that we're kind of missing out on this first week and second week um and and see what stands out to us there you go uh let's let's start an image we like to start an image there you go um and and of course I was the big one. Oh yeah, okay, go ahead and, and the big one is adventure man right is it that's the matt fraction series yeah, he had uh, slated, um, which I thought was the, would be cool because I hadn't seen a, a good you know independent fraction series for a while, so that was the one I uh, I uh, I had a couple pre orders on. Are you excited Dobson about that? Doing the art, yeah, I'm actually quite. It's it just like uh, okay, let's do this. Well, I mean, I've I've got I've got fraction with my sex criminals series, so it's not like I've been missing. But that's an idea that they came up with five years ago. They have been slowly, oh okay, drowning, or whatnot. Here's here's the new fresh idea from. Well, granted, I like the old fraction better than the new fraction, but still. I mean, fingers crossed. I hope it's good. Yeah, but in this wildly affordable triple length first issue, see they're doing the other things I like. 
So yes. for three ninety nine, we're getting a big thick book here with all the cool stuff in it. Read this out a legend of the greatest pulp hero of them all. The Adventure Man ended in a heartbreaking cliffhanger with our hero facing execution at the hands of his ultra-nemesis Baron Bazaar on the eve of the macabre apocalypse, or did it? Eighty years after his apparent demise, single mother Claire and her adventure fan son Tommy seem to be the only two people alive that remember the thrilling Adventure Man saga. But from that memory burns the spark of resurrection where his story ended and her story begins. Bah, bah, bah. I thought you were going to jump to Firepower. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm excited about this one. This is just the prelude. Yeah. Um, this, uh, so the actual, I think Firepower actually comes out maybe in June. Gotcha. Um, but this is this is the, the, the prelude. It's Robert Kirkman, it's Chris Samney, and it's Matt Wilson. Um, a heck of a trio. I like this creative team a lot. Um, I'm hoping it's good. It's um, uh, it's it's about uh, Owen Johnson's journey to China to learn about his birth parents, which leads him to the mysterious Shaolin Temple. The students there study to rediscover the firepower the lost art of throwing fireballs, a power they claim will be needed to soon save the world. So uh, that one seems kind of cool to me. Um, I. I, ha- I have the highest of highs with Robert Kirkman with Walking uh-huh. Dead and Die, Die, Die. And then the met, the met of Mez with uh, some other things like Oblivion Song and and some things that I don't even... And, you know, I, I, I like I like some of his stuff and I mm. don't like some of his stuff or I just think it's okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this is, in, is, is one of the great ones. <laughs> There's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, I think so. I mean... I mean, Outcast is good. Outcast is good. I just, uh, I'm ready for it to end. Um, Oblivion yeah. Song never caught on for me. I really liked Invincible a lot. I think that was almost as good as Walking Dead and Die Die Die, but not quite. Um, I think Die 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 is fantastic, and of course, Walking Dead. You know my love for that for that series. Um, I'm also interested in this um, Ludocrats number one. Uh, Kieran Gillen. Uh, so that's exciting stuff. And uh, I think I think this might have been on a FOC we, before the FOCs disappeared. Uh, I think this might have been one of the, on there before. So I was excited about that. Um, and is it it is Kieran Gillen that was doing the Once in Future, right? And yeah, so yeah, Ludocrats. Kieran Gillen did uh, Once in Future, which mm-hmm. I love. And so I'm list, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with Tamara Bond villain on this uh, Ludocrats thing where uh, it's a ludocrat a ludicrous aristocrat. So I mean, <laughs> what's not to like? So uh, I think that might be a fun one. And Tamara Bond villain being the once and future artist as well. Oh well, there you go. Because like the the uh, the cover is you know Scott the young ish. A little more of that, so I'm curious to see what the internals look like at all on this. No, Don, 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 Dan Mora is the once and future artist. Oh, okay, Tamara, maybe she's doing like collars. That collars, yeah, that's what yeah. I see now. Okay, yep. Sorry, I was a, a line below that. <laughs> the collars from once and future. So it's more things from once and future. So it's all good. Yes. Yeah. We're still happy. Um. 
And then I, I know we were excited about Nailbiter Returns. Yeah, that was such a great series for me. Nailbiter was so good, uh, so well written, such great characters. And then they put in such great uh, hardcovers when yeah. it was all said and done. And just, you know, for a guy who can who is in no way, shape, or form a, a gore and horror guy, just to really think this was one of his favorite series in a long time. Um, while it ended awesome, and I was very happy with the way everything ended. I'll take more. Um, I will take more, 100%. And this is the one what we're losing this week. This was supposed to come out Wednesday. Yeah. And it, it, it was the extra length first issue, so um, just everything we love about comics was going to, be perfect and yeah we missed out on it so uh, yeah. we want we want that one to come back soon mm -hmm. really excited about that uh pretty violent comes back from its trade break with with issue number seven i've enjoyed that a lot i think that's been a fun one um oliver gets a trade i can't remember if that's a new one or if that's been out it was the gary witta written uh new take on oliver twist Oh, okay. Dystopian yeah. Oliver Twist. So a nice way to read all those there. Um, I can't remember how many issues is in that. It, it doesn't say or one through four. So four issues, seventeen bucks. That would have been one I would have hoped. Image would have been like ten bucks. So that's very disappointing, actually, in the price point on that. Uh, the fourth issue of Clock. Um, it's a it's a, a virus that. <laughs> t targets people nope, and no moving on <laughs> targets a certain type of folks and starts uh taking them out so i i really can't relate to that it's so yeah. far-fetched so i don't know how they that one's that one's finishing up early uh, with after only four issues um die 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 number 10 and continues to be a great a great thing that I can't now are they just see. doing one cover on these or are they still doing like 10 random covers Maybe maybe every once in a while, but not 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 on the uh, issue to issue. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, they, yeah, they they were like inserting like pink signatures and stuff in, weren't they? Yeah. Uh -huh. At some point, uh, we've got uh, issue issue twenty of Ice Cream Man. That's an exciting that it's reached that number. There you go. I'm excited about that. Twenty's a big one anymore. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the new 40. <laughs> I did get to read the first issue of Mercy. I enjoyed that one. Uh, so it's second issue's coming out. And I see they're re-releasing -re all the Nailbiter trades to get you mm -hmm. caught up, which is cool. And they're super well done. Like the hardcovers, are they releasing those too? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think these are just trade paperbacks. Gotcha. No, you're right. There they are. Hardcovers. Yeah. Three hardcovers. Those are super nice. On the Stump has been fun. It's a... Uh, it's like uh, the, the politicians of the era fight each other to get their legislation across. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so they like beat each other up and like... Like one guy has to almost kill the other guy, and then they yield, and then that's then that then that piece of legislation passes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. I like it. I remember phonograph. Oh, wow. 
Interesting. Some of the stuff I just usually fly by. <laughs> what are they doing there? They're just re-releasing. All phonogram? Yeah, phonogram. Sorry, I don't know why. I caught a photograph because I was... Or phonograph because I was doing some homework with my son. We were talking about a phonograph. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, you're teaching, too? Yes, but of course. Uh, oh, God. Didn't you have people for that? Uh, I did, and they, they gave them <laughs> School all, system? a lot of time off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's rough. Sex Criminals continuing with 29, of course. And then we have the Jen Bartel... Um, polybagged version as well on 29 yeah we're getting close to the end this one actually is called the end part four so i mean i think maybe one did, did they one, give a number two one or two issues left maybe gotcha i mean it's uh it was really cool i i did get my my letter in in there and oh. in, in an issue so that there was cool go. um so i'm immortalized as a sex criminal i mean in sex criminals <laughs> Bond churning along at 308. Another great Matina cover, of course. Mm-hmm. Undiscovered Country. I'm excited about this. It's This is the end of the story arc. I'm kind of curious how they button this up. Um, it's weird because uh, Charles Soule and Scott Snyder trade off mm-hmm. on, I think they're plotting it together, but then they trade off on writing it. And I actually prefer the odds no i think i prefer the evens over the odds so i'm curious as to who is scripting what i'm gonna have to check and see who i like who's writing i like the best i'm not sure which one it is that i'm enjoying the most um i i actually think it's the charles soul which would have been a surprise Hmm. i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna have to go compare again because yeah they've been they've been swapping off on who does the scripting duties That's cool to see Wanted, a uh, graphic novel back in printing. Apparently it had been out of print for a long time. Um, the isn't, I believe that's the the old Angelina Jolie movie. Is Bullet that? Curve. Okay. I had I wasn't sure. I knew it had been made into a movie uh, like in the early days when before comics were being made into movies for mm-hmm. millions and billions of dollars. Um but yeah, JG Jones, we really like him as an artist. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, Mark Millard, he can come up with a concept for sure. <laughs> he'll so. he'll give you 6 to 8 issues of whatever you want and you can take it from there. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have anything else after that. But... <laughs> um, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind revisiting. I don't think I've ever read that. I might have a couple of like random floppies from mm-hmm. that, um, but not the full series. So that's all I had from Image. Does anything else stand up for you? Mm, that was all the stuff that popped to the top front of an image for me as well. Yeah, a lot of cool, cool stuff. Um, stuff that hopefully we will be getting sometime this month um, that just slightly delayed. Um, <coughs> we think that, do we think they're just, they're still going to cram all of April into April if April's a go at some point? Or do you uh, think they'll just, just I pretend think like string it along a little bit more and pepper a few things here and there and reevaluate a few things here and there. Yeah, so you think that the they'll just pretend like these weeks didn't exist. It's very possible. I'd be curious how that works out. Uh, uh, that'd be a, that'd be an interesting because um, uh, each publisher could probably make their own decision. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Interesting. Uh, because I know, like, like if Diamond ships April 1 and April 8 at the same time, uh, uh, those street dates don't need to be honored because they're mm. past. Yeah. So comic shops can just put that stuff out. As soon as it, whenever it hits the shelf, we're ready to rock. I, I would think so, yeah. Or whenever it's the store, I should say. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's slide down to Dark Horse and see yeah. what they have on tap for April. And, of course, Spy Island is their, their one. They're leading with Chelsea Kane, your girl. That's my girl, yeah. And Elise McCall on art. Super Spy Nora Freud, no relation, has a plum assignment. She's stationed on a tropical island. Her mission, keep an eye on things. Her problem, the island is on the lip of the Bermuda Triangle where anything can happen. Her other problem... This particular island is a den of intrigue populated by spies, tourists, and evil villains set on global domination. Four issue special limited series. I like it. Yeah. And then we have uh, Colonel Weird Cosmogog. Um, say what? Uh, yeah, um, it's 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 out of the Black Hammer universe. So if you if you're reading that, you remember Colonel Weird. Um, it's Jeff Lemire and it's Tyler Crook doing the art. Um, and it's just a kind of like a spin-off solo series for one of the characters in there. And um, I have skipped a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some, pe- some people really love this world. And so um, they you have another avenue to explore. There you go. <coughs> Now, we have another thing here in Dark Horse. We have The Art of the Last of Us Part 2, which was set to come into shops in June, June 3rd, 2020. Well, because of everything that's happened, that game has been punted indefinitely to God knows when. Yes. So, I'm curious with this, if this will actually be coming out in June, I imagine it will be punted as well. Similar to how we had uh, Cyberpunk punted. It's uh, released date quite a bit and had a lot of things in the comic book world coming out in succession. So, Excellent. I'm excited for Dead Dog's Bite. Uh, this was a Tyler Boss book. Of course, Tyler Boss did the art in Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Um, and this is him doing the writing and the art chores. It's only a four-issue miniseries. Um uh, Cormac McGuffin has gone missing. It's been three days. No one has seen hide nor hair of her. So Cormac, I guess, is a girl's name. The police have nothing, and the town folks are acting more like a funeral procession than a search party. If Cormac has any hopes of being found, it rests on the slouching shoulders of her best friend, Joe. Joe will need her wits about her, though, because, like any story worth hearing, nothing is as is what it seems. Yeah, we talked about this in the, one of our last uh, FOCs. FOCs, yep. Yep, so it's another one that we're going to be missing out because it was supposed to come out on the 8th of April. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely going to be delayed. Uh, we talked about everything to uh, relaunching another volume uh, with its first issue, another five-issue miniseries, um, and that's going to be coming out on the 15th. Well, was going to come out on the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> going to be doing that a lot, I think. We're doing that. Who oh, would have, could have now, not sure. Yeah, now not sure. And then we got a new Mike Mignola book, Last Night of St. Hagen, one From of the four. World of Hellboy. 
Yes. And you've never been a Hellboy person, right? I enjoyed a movie, but as far as reading them, no. Uh, I never read probably any, if at all. Mm-hmm. Just one, one little rabbit hole I never went down. A lot of art books coming out. Bang, I think I liked the first issue of Bang. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's all blended together. Yeah, pretty much it for me on anything in the Dark Horse lineage. Yeah, it looks like a lot of trades, a lot of hardcovers. Yeah, this X-Ray Robot. We haven't seen the first one of that hit yet, have we? Uh, yes. Uh, the did. first issue. The first issue is out. I haven't got a chance to read it yet. It's Mike Allred art. Yep. Allred um, art and Allred writing. Yeah. So I haven't got a chance to check that out. But that first issue is out. Gotcha. Um, let's go ahead and um, I think we have time for one more. Let's do IDW. Sure. We have Sleeping Beauties. There's the. First one, I don't know much about Rio Ewers. That's our writer. And Allison Sampson on art, based on the horror novel by Stephen and Owen King. Ah, like the you. Stephen King? I would imagine the Stephen King, yes. A strange sleeping sickness, unknown as Aurora, has fallen over the world. And the strangest of all, it only affects women. That's right, we talked about this in FOC as well. In the small town of Dueling, a mysterious woman has... Walked out of the woods, she calls herself Eve and leaves a trail of carnage behind her. More mysterious, she's the only woman not falling asleep. Okay, I don't remember this one. Yeah, but I do like the concept, and I like the fact that Stephen King came up with this idea. There you go. <laughs> That's always good. There's pandemic trade paperback if you want to relive another virus outbreak there you go or you want to wait on that one this might be a good time to pick up this cobra kai series cobra kai karate kid saga continues i enjoyed of course the youtube series that came out after uh karate kid but i I didn't grab the comics on that so that might be a fun one to check out Still a couple of issues behind, but uh, dying e- e- dying is easy finishes up uh, with its fifth issue, and so of course that's Joe Hill, and yep. he's great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to read any of the Hill House books before we uh, they haven't all finished, but they're all getting up there. But man, the ones that he's was he's been involved with have been great, and he's kind of curated the whole line mm-hmm. and. Really outstanding. Huh. Is that it? Yeah, just looking at something I missed. I didn't really... This uh, G.I. Joe Hearts and Minds is a Max Brooks book. That might have been pretty fun to read. Oh, okay. Interesting. That I missed. Okay, well, that's that's the... the last of uh, those three. Um, I don't know. Should we try to do a, a spec pick from those? You know, those three publishers. There you go. What what would pop out and something to invest in? We can highlight that as 
uh, something that uh, these people should be on the lookout for when and if it, it's released. There you go. When finally they do return, um, I'm still on Adventure Man from Image. You're going to go with Adventure Man. I, I didn't write it down because I just thought we should do it at the last second. <laughs> so I need to go That's why I immediately it. jumped and grabbed what I remember as my favorite one, which is actually pretty easy. You, your Spy Island, I imagine. Your Chelsea Kane book, your Forest, you Chelsea Kane Dark Horse book. Oh no, 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 okay. no, okay. no, 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 no. And I don't think I can do Nail Biter because you know it's coming back. Yeah, I was gonna say nothing. Should well, there, there, there's got to be some uh, some first appearance characters in there, but we didn't get a whole lot of heat on the first one necessarily. Actually, I made money on that first issue. Now that I remember it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think yeah. it's got heat because it's it's optioned. Mm-hmm. Love it when I throw it to you and then. Yeah. I pick it up, score me a touchdown, then I toss the bow back to you, and you're just like, uh. I'm looking at that Spy Island does look pretty good uh, but it was something else it was something else that I was interested in now I've lost it Sleeping Beauties <laughs> yeah that was yeah that was it the Sleeping Beauties there you go Sleeping Beauties uh, my pen's out of ink but anyway anyway you get the idea <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Bring us home, Kyle. Alright, this has been Drew and myself for Comics for Fun and Profit. Cycling through a bunch of the things going on in the world, what we're interested in, we thought we'd bring you a little bit of the month of April that was slated in front of us that may or may not be in April, but may be pushed to a different month. So, we'll give you this curated now, so that whenever these books do come out, however publishers handle them, however comic books handle them, comic book shops, I should say, handle them, you guys are ready to go. Um... So hopefully we can continue this kind of format through a couple things, go through some of the big two uh, in the April that would be here in the next couple, couple weeks, and hopefully we can reset and see what the comic world is going to look like from that. We thank you guys so much. Feel free to write into the show. Tell us what you guys have been doing with your time of your you know quarantine time, what you're filling your time with comic book-wise or even otherwise. Uh, make sure you guys feel free to send us in the show via Instagrams, Twitters, Facebooks. Um, throw us an email on the Gmail account or whatever you can. We appreciate you guys. We hope you guys are staying safe and still enjoying your comics out there. So for Drew and for myself, see you. <laughs>